Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. I'm Sariel and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto and my pronouns are he, him. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to episode 58. Guess what? It's another Volagasis, Volagasis the Sixth, Return, Revenge of the, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Which one is it? That one. Do you know your Star Wars lore? I partially do. We'll see if we get any more Volagasis is what happens then, but there we are. Okay, so any broad recollections from last time, Serial? I vaguely remember disappointment. That's true. Yeah, things went badly. Doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, also we had a lack of sources, this time because they were purposefully destroyed not just because you know history happens and yes things get lost which means that probably this dynasty was about to be overthrown by a different dynasty that wasn't interested in keeping records at the time so Mm -hmm. any light you can shed on that well we'll see maybe this episode will give us some information about that and who knows we'll find out interesting yes so let's quickly recap Volagasis V, see what happened during his reign. Essentially, what we had is the slow disintegration of the empire that Volagasis yeah. IV so diligently held together for 40 years. Mm. So, yeah, Volagasis V fought with the Romans under Severus. They sacked Tessaphon and Seleucia again, which is not good. They took some provinces between the Tigris and the Euphrates, which is also not good. And most seriously, there was a massive revolt combining Media and Persia, and Volgasis won one Pyrrhic victory, basically, but then everything else was just very meh, so the rebellion was either still around or it was defeated, but people were still angry and, you know, they were still ready for a fight. And the main thing that Volagasis V left is an uncertain death, because when he died, one of his children, Volagasis VI, succeeded. But there was another child that we'll encounter today that disagreed with this plan. So presumably, the succession wasn't as clean and clear-cut as we would have liked. Did Volagasis V manage to have a clean succession? Like, did he leave things tied up i can't he didn't his remember. father did volagasis four yes left things perfect okay that's why volagasis i was getting confused five. i'm like we've, we've had one good succession but then i yeah. feel like last episode that, was not yeah that was that, the jump from so. four to five and the jump from five to six not a great right. succession who knows okay. maybe volagasis okay. five died younger than expected maybe he just had very ambitious sons who knows but Whatever the case Maybe may be. he got murdered. That's possible. Maybe he was you killed know. by his own son to get the throne earlier, and the other son tried to avenge his father. As mentioned, very few sources. But, fear not, we will get a few more sources today. So, let's start with Volagasis VI. Who is he? Where does he come from? Well, he is reported as... Where does as... he go? Yes. Where does he come from? Volgas is Joe. 
Uh, well, yeah, so Volgases was the eldest son of Volgases V and succeeded his father in 208, because we are now in the 3rd century. Hooray. The only other thing we know about Volgases VI before he takes the throne is that he has a younger brother, who is very ambitious, and is called Artabanus. And we'll come into the story later on. Mm-hmm. But Volgases comes to the throne and he has some troubles already, just to start with. Because the Roman Emperor Caracalla had decided to settle the eastern borders of his empire and received the perfect chance for it. Because on the one side, the king of Osroene had been expanding his control over some of his neighbors, and this threatened Rome's control. So Caracalla just went to Osroene on a friendly visit, and the friendly visit ended with the king being imprisoned and his kingdom being annexed into the Roman Empire. So of that's course, not like great. any friendly visit, sure. That's fine, cool, and normal. Frankly, when you're visited by Caracalla, worse things can happen. At the same time, there was a succession dispute. Can you guess where there's a succession dispute, Serial? Take a wild guess. In Armenia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the place where there's constantly a succession yes, dispute? That place. Because... It's not their own, but, like, everyone is just gambling on whose is it next. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a fun situation Everyone has a say except the people there, surprisingly. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. If they even have the smallest argument, you will have Rome or Parthia getting involved. Oh, you can't decide? Well, we will decide for you. Don't (laughs) worry. Well, excellent. Hooray. Let's go. Uh. So, Caracalla says, don't worry, I'll come and decide what to do. How about I pay a visit to both the pretenders, and we'll be friends, and everything will be fine. How does that sound? Like a lie? Like a big fat lie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what the Armenians thought. The Armenians thought, there's no way any of us is coming out of here with a victory. Let's attack the Romans. Let's go team violence. At this time, Volagasis is looking at these developments and trying to decide, okay, which side is he going to fall on? Does he have a preferred Armenian candidate? Does he have a new Armenian candidate he'd like to put on the throne? What are we doing? And that's when Jessica arrives in 213. Oh, you got post. Jessica knocks on the door and says, Hello, dear King Volagasis. Bad news. (laughs) Uh, Your brother Artabanus, remember him? Yeah, him. He's crowned himself Artabanus IV and is marching from Media, which is his base of power, towards Mesopotamia, the capitals. That's not fun. So Volagases can't concentrate on the Romans. He has to deal with this civil war. And also, the Roman Emperor Caracalla claims that he was the one who started the civil war, which maybe, you know, it's possible. But we've seen in many past episodes that Parthian princes never need much encouragement to fight each other, so it could just be that it was going to happen anyway, and Caracalla just took credit. Hmm. So, who knows. Okay, so now the Parthian Empire is weakened, and Caracalla has decided that he wants to go through his Alexander fanboy phase. Ah, of course, you you gotta. Yes. It's a rite of passage. Yes. So he takes Alexander's breastplate from the tomb in Alexandria. He takes a bunch of fancy outfits. He dresses fully like Alexander. He trains a group of his soldiers like a Macedonian phalanx. Because that's what it's all about. Because, you know, 
let's not consider that this is technology that's been outdated for half a millennium, but let's do this. Mm -hmm. It looks fun. I want to cosplay. Yep. And the only thing that Caracalla needs is a cause for war. Like, you can just invade a place because you say so, but, you know, it's better if you have an actual justification that says, oh, no, we're doing this because we were right all along, or this land was always ours, or they insulted us, or something. You need some time. Yeah, you need thing. some excuse. Otherwise, it just looks bad. So what excuse does he find? Well, he finds that Volagasis had with himself a Cilician philosopher and someone who may have been an Armenian prince and may have been in the way. An issue for the Armenian succession. So Caracalla decides, okay, fine. Let's say Volagasis is insulting me by not handing over these people and then we'll declare war. Sounds good? Hmm. What do you think Volagasis does? Uh, I'm honestly a bit... Conf- like, I don't... Is this beneficial at all? Like, <laughs> do we want to get ourselves in here? Yeah, well, Volagasis thinks that he has a civil war. Fine. Caracalla can keep whoever he wants. Let's not care about the West. Let's look at the core of the empire, which is on fire. Let's do that. Okay, let's go. So he just hands back these people to Caracalla, and Caracalla now has no reason for war, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't really oh. want these people, but I, I mean, I guess I have them now. <laughs> Fine. I, I guess, thank you. I guess I'll just wait for another justification for war to appear. So in the meantime, he sent his former dance teacher to attack Armenia, and being a former dance teacher with no military experience, the entire army was annihilated by the Armenians. Surprise. So, good job, Armenia. Hooray. Ten points for you, people. Why did they send the dance teacher? Caracal is just weird that way. He just... He's one of those weird, paranoid emperors who's just kind of a bit off his rocker. So he presumably just thought that he liked his dance teacher. Yeah, go dance teacher. Fight the war. And he failed, of course. But okay. At the same time, Jessica comes back and she talks to Volgasis and says, Hey, there's medium news. Not sure if it's good news, not sure if it's bad news, but... Well, on the downside, your brother has started to conquer most of Iran. And you're only in charge of Mesopotamia, so that's not great. But on the bright side, it looks like Persia has rebelled. They're under a man called Ardashir. And he seems to be making some trouble in Persia and getting ready to fight Artabanus. So they might just cancel each other out and you can swoop in and get a victory. Sounds nice. Good. Convenient. Yeah. But unfortunately for Volagasis, his brother Artabanus is strong enough to deal with this rebellion for a while and also take control of the majority of the Parthian Empire. By 216, we know that Volagasis is now a minority king. We're not sure what he really held, but he held definitely Seleucia and Tessiphon, so the official capitals, and bits of Mesopotamia. But overall, the majority of the empire is now in Artabanus's hands. And the situation is so bad there that Caracalla considers Artabanus as the rightful king and dealt with him for the rest of his reign. So we're now in a tiny corner of the empire, doing what we can, doing our best. Hmm. So... Poor Volagasis remains 
a regional ruler somewhere in Mesopotamia for the next five to six years thereabouts. Although he may have had some support in the far east of the empire, sources are sketchy. Now, okay, I'm not going to spoil exactly what happens because it's a story for another time, but I'll give you a quick overview of what happens in the meantime. Essentially, on the one hand, Caracalla got his war in any case. He got it in one of two ways. Either he proposed a wedding to Artabanus' daughter and was refused, or he had the wedding with Artabanus' daughter and just went all red wedding on them and just killed all the guests. Mm. Right. And then that was a justification for war. Let's go stab the Parthians. Huzzah. So then Caracalla managed to march into Mesopotamia and with Artabanus being distracted on the civil war front, the Persian rebellion front, and the Roman front, Caracalla managed to quickly march through, go all the way to Media, where he found something quite precious. What is a precious thing that the Parthians might not want to be attacked? Uh, uh, something to do with their history? Yes, that is exactly it. Cyrus something? Not exactly Cyrus, but close. Essentially, oh. in Media, there were all the Parthian royal tombs. Right. And these tombs are now captured by Caracalla. Uh, How do you think Caracalla treats the royal tombs of the Parthians from Mithridates the first following? Hmm. That's not great. Yeah. Not a huge fan of that. Yeah, Caracalla goes into these tombs, breaks into them, and scatters the bones to the winds. Mm. Making sure that we have no Parthian kings because they're all gone. Their tombs have been destroyed and smashed. That's it. I hate that. Yeah, that's, that's not that's, good. Like, overall, never a fan of people destroying culturally significant things. I get why it happens. It's never good, though. Yeah, it's not great, especially from Caracalla. Bad times. But, on the bright side, despite this destruction of the royal lineage and our legitimacy for the throne and all that, Artabanus mm. managed to defeat Caracalla's successor, Macrinus, and managed to obtain compensation for the desecration and pillaging with a big fat payment of cash. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's nice. Caracalla was murdered. His successor agreed to pay us some money. Maybe it's fine. Would that be okay? We'll see. Who knows? But what was happening to Volagasis in the meantime? Well, Volagasis was just holding on to a few small border cities somewhere between the border of Armenia and uh, Mesopotamia, trying to gain support from the Armenians, his Armenian relatives, to try and gain back the throne from his brother Artabanus. And this is when Jessica arrived once more. Jessica ah. said, I have good news and bad news. Let's start with the good news. Okay. Yes, please. The good news is, Artabanus is dead. He has been killed. Oh, okay. There are no more pretenders. Congratulations, Volagasis. You're in charge of the empire that's left. And the bad news? The bad news is that Artabanus was killed by that Persian rebel Ardashir. The Persian rebel Ardashir has now crowned himself as king of kings and is claiming ah. the entirety of the empire and is ah. marching straight towards you. <laughs> right. Yes. Not so cool. 
Also, the Parthian army that was with Artabanus has been entirely crushed by the Persians. So, things are looking problematic, you know. Yeah, not my favorite way to start the morning. No. So, Vulagasis tried to fight back against this Persian man, Ardashir. But he managed to hold on to Seleucia all the way until 222 or 223 but then was chased away and lasted all the way until 228 in some small mountain strongholds trying to desperately fight back against the Persians. Hmm. But then, at the end of his reign, he met Ardashir in battle. The two fought. It was a hard-fought battle, but the Persians had the upper hand. They had the rest of the support of the Empire. And at last, Vologases himself was killed in battle by Ardashir. And so, Serial, it is with this act that the Parthian Empire ends. This is the end of Parthia. The Arsacid dynasty will continue to exist in Armenia. Wow. Okay, so they just moved to Armenia. Like that was. Yeah, they'll still be around in Armenia, but. They only control you know, Armenia. And it's the rest Armenia. Of the empire They're not going to have much independence. Now. And in yeah. Persia, we're restarting the Persian Empire serial. This is a new empire from oh my Persia. God. Press reset. Yes, press reset. This is the Sassanid Empire. Oh, of course I've heard of them. Yes, right. this is them. This, this makes so much Ardashir sense now. the first Sassanid king of kings. They are very cool people. And they will ferry us all the way to Yazdegerd III, the last Sassanid ah. king. Because we are in the end game now, Serial. We have the last dynasty. There will be oh boy. about 35-ish episodes left. But it's going to be exciting. Oh. Okay. And as you can imagine, Heck. the Sassanids are why we didn't have many sources, especially for the end of the Parthian period, because they're new. We actually have... They're not exactly primary sources, but they are filtered primary sources from the Sassanids directly writing about themselves. So we have their heroic tales, we have yes. their myths about themselves, we have Arab historians from after the conquest writing about what happens. So we're going to have a lot more information, and the art gets really cool. I think the next couple of kings might be some of my favorite portraits ever. So that's something very much to look forward to. But in the meantime, we need to say goodbye to the Parthians from mm. Mithridates I about 400 years ago, devouring the corpse of the Seleucid Empire. We've now arrived to Ardashir I, destroying the Parthian Empire from the inside and replacing the dynasty. Because essentially it is still roughly the same empire, it's just that there's been a change of dynasty at the head. Like... Throughout all these hundreds of years of civil wars, never has a non-Arsakid taken the throne, and now it's happened. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if Ardashir is any good with the throne. Is he capable at it, or is he just another link in the world's worst chain? We'll find out next time. Or rather, we're going to have a special episode about an aspect that is going to become very important in the next dynasty, which is religion. So we are going to be having our lovely friend Plumas from the Las Plumas de Simurg project come over and tell us all about the religion that we're going to be facing for the next 400 years. Yes. 
And it will be I am so excited. The moment you mentioned this is an Empire, this is Hannah, I was like, of course, that's why Plumas is coming over. <laughs> I yes. can't wait. I so can't wait. You'll have that, and then in two weeks, you'll be able to have Ardashir the First, which is just another Artaxerxes, so we're just getting back there. So, exciting right. times. Same name, forward. different pronunciation, I yeah, assume. Yeah, same name. It's been 500 years pronunciation shift. <laughs> Okay, but before we get to that, Serial, are you ready to rate Volagasis the sixth, Volagasis the last? I guess, uh, yeah. It was a short episode, sadly. But yeah, unfortunately. I guess that's what happens. That's what happens when your entire empire is overthrown. <laughs> okay, so our first category is final moments. How interesting was his death being killed in battle against the new King of Kings? I mean, like at least a little bit more interesting than we've had before, right? Yeah, I feel like it's something. Unfortunately, we don't get a big scene. We get a big scene about Artabanus' death. That's a whole thing. There's like a whole mural about it that Ardashir commissions, which is very cool and is the portrait I'm going to use because it's excellent. That's so cool. I'm so excited for like better portraits and art. Yes, amazing. We get amazing art. Commission your artists, guys. Commission your artists to draw a a triumphal portrait of yourself on a mountain. Come on. Do that. But yeah, so final moments. Defeated in battle. No big scene. It's just, yep, he stops existing at some point because the battle kills him. So yeah, I'm thinking like a one, honestly. I don't see why more would be warranted. He did a fine job, but nothing too impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most uninteresting death, but it's also a pretty common death you go into battle, which is, you know, noble of you yeah exactly you go into battle and you die i give it a two because like at least we do have an account of it and i think it's nice that a king goes into battle themselves yeah with their people so and in all the myths it's the king that kills the other king because you need to have a final showdown because of course yeah of course there you go no i'm gonna stick to no, you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm going to go to a two because I like the final battleness of it. It's him. It's at the end of the war. He's in the front lines. Let's go. Let's go out in a blaze of glory. Cool. So with a two and a two, we get a two out of ten for final moments. Our next category is battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? He didn't do great because his brother starts a rebellion and Volagasis loses most of Iran. Then his brother keeps fighting him, and he just retreats to a tiny area of the empire in Mesopotamia. Then when his brother is defeated and killed, Ardashir comes over and just crushes him progressively. Like, to Volagasis' credit, he does last for five years, but that might also be because he wasn't important enough to be attacked. (laughs) Where it was like, Yes, he has, like, two mountain forts. We don't really need the mountain forts now. We'll pass by when we can. So, it's mostly a story of defeats. There are no victories in here. He just fails, unfortunately. Mm. You know what? I'll give him a one in battle hardness because he dies in battle. And he at least did that personally. But otherwise, I can't do anything more. How about you, Serial? Yeah, no, I agree. I like your explanation is pretty solid. I mm-hmm. have nothing to add, really. Okay, so one as well. Yeah. Okay, so with a one and a one, we get a two out of twenty for battle hardness. 
Our next category is scheminess. How good at plots was this man? No idea. We have no proof of anything being schemy. He just is there. <laughs> He's the one he that just, got schemed. Yeah, he he didn't even get schemed much. He's just like tried to succeed, failed. He was almost schemed by Caracalla for the war, but then he was like, nope, you can have these people. It's fine. I don't care. So I feel like nothing really, unless anything comes to mind to you. No. But, yeah. Like really nothing. Okay, so a zero and a zero gives us a zero out of 20 for schemes. Our next category is shock factor. How shocking was this man? Again, not really. He just succeeded. He was the legitimate heir and was usurped and then just died. I don't know if you want to give any points whatsoever for the fact that he is the last Arsakid king of Iran. But That's just that coincidence, though. Yeah, like, yeah, he didn't do anything. And is it good that the dynasty no, died no, with him? No, it's not. No, yeah, I was just trying to find something, anything, but no. Yeah, zero and zero again, I guess. So zero and zero gives us a zero out of 20 for shock factor. Our next category is Aaron Shine. How good was he for Iran in particular and the Empire in general? Well, on the plus side, he... Stopped a war with the Romans from happening by, you know, not rising to the Romans' bait and just saying, no, 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 it's fine, I don't care. You can go keep attacking Armenia, not us, please. So that's positive. That's the only positive. On the negative side, he lost the empire. His dynasty will never more inhabit the throne. They are gone. He lost it partially to his brother first. He then was just clinging on to the edge of the empire for another decade and a bit, but didn't really manage to do anything proper. Do you think that's why the Klingons are called Klingons? Because <laughs> they cling on to tradition? They might. Who knows? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I, I swear to you, you're paying ask. attention. <laughs> yes, then. Um, but yeah, apart from that, he... So he loses the empire... I think it's rough to say that he allows the Romans to march through his land to destroy the royal tombs, but it happens under his watch, sort of, which isn't great. Hmm. I can't see anything positive he did besides just bow to the Romans and then, you know, exist on the edge of the world for a while. So, yeah, I can't think of anything more than zero. Can you yeah. find any, any clues? No. no, no I... yeah. So, with a zero and a zero, he gets a zero out of 20 for Aaron Shine. Hmm. Our next category is face of faces. What do you think this man looked like? Well... What does the last Arsakid look like to you? Don't have much of an idea, but <laughs> let me give me a moment and I, I will come up with something. Okay, so Serial has finished their drawing. Let me pick it up and describe it to you all. Ooh, 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 I like it. No, it's very good. It strong, bit, very uh, strong. Uh, I feel like a bit too much for this episode, but it's the end of an era, right? So. Yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. I love it. So, <laughs> well, where to start? So, what we have here is Volagasis. He's in a Parthian robe. He has the usual beard we've come to expect. 
Interestingly enough, he has a nice hat with like spikes going along the middle and spikes going along the sides. But most strikingly of all, he is bleeding profusely from a chest wound where a sword has been stabbed into him by the figure of death, which is here entirely cloaked in black with only a skull and a bony arm emerging, thus witnessing the end of the Arsacid Empire and showing that this is the last of the Legacies. We shan't see their like again. So, thank you, Serial. That is very, very cool. You're welcome. If anybody wants to see this, you can go on the Discord if you're a patron, or you can go on the episode notes in the bottom of the episode, or on our website and go to Serial's Portrait Gallery. And now let me show Serial what he actually looked like, and in a much less cool way than they were drawing. Well, you know. But hey, it happens. Guess what? It's a coin, Serial. Oh, by surprise. <laughs> oh, this is, it looks so cute, though. I think it looks nice it's enough. So fun. It's a good ending. Also, because this is the last stylized one we have, everything else is going to be, like, hyper-detailed. Yeah, but this is very stylized. Yeah. It's very fun. So it's a coin with a profile, right? Mm -hmm. As we are, usually have. Profiles of, of a man with a really pointy, straight beard. And the lines are emphasize here so instead of just being a relief it looks like someone traced the outline of this like in a drawing and then that has been imprinted into the coin mm -hmm. long straight nose and a hat with ear coverings and some sort of tying at the back uh, i don't know if it's a bow or like yeah it might be the bow of the diadem it. it might be and some sort of like nails going around the head like a crest like a mohawk and then also over the side Mm -hmm. Like, are like little spikes with topping of uh, like a bowl. Yeah. It's all like, Mora Solipur's yeah. interpretation was pearls, which makes sense. That, yeah, that sounds awesome. We should actually just like, along with my silly little doodles <laughs> on the gallery, we should have the really amazing portraits that Mora Solipur makes. If, very, you know, good. if they are available, because it's a lot of people, so I don't know. If he's gone through all of them, but you can have a look. But yeah. So, what do you think about this portrait? It's funny. Like, it's funny looking. I don't know. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. Like a four yeah. only. I think I'm gonna give it a five for old times' sake. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's nice still just enough. A coin. Okay, but I'll give it a five too because it's funny. I think it's cute. It's the last stylized one we get. I feel like it was worth a five. So with a 5 and a 5, he gets a 2.5 out of 5 for Face of Faces. Our next category is Lengthiness. How long do you think he reigned? Oh, uh, not that long. And also by reigned, I mean from the start of his reign to when he is kicked out of Iran by his brother. Yeah, so 5 years maybe? Maybe that's not enough. That is very close. It is a grand oh. total of three years from 209 oh, to So even less? Okay. Yes. I thought it would be more, actually. I thought it was I mean, like, oh, maybe five is not enough. He lingers on for another 15 years after that, but he never owns the... He's not really the emperor. He is just a guy who owns a, a small kingdom at the edge. So from 209 to 212, that is three years. Divided by 10 is 0 0.3 out of 5. And that brings us to the final score, which is to say a grand total of 6.8 out of 100 
Yeah. Which is not great. But I, mean, I don't think anyone was expecting any great works from him. Although, interestingly enough, it is 0.6 points better than his father, Volgasis V, oh. who ruled for 17 years. Yeah, that's but very still fails miserably. Actually. Yeah. It's just that he had an interesting death and at least died yeah. in battle, which was cool. And then yeah, that's we it. had like slightly more sources. Not many, don't get yeah. me wrong, but like slightly more detail. In yeah. some parts. But also, like, everything just went terribly. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's under Seleucus Third, above Volagasis V. Yeah. It's in the Zeros Club. It's not a prestigious club to be in, but hey, mm. he is alive. <laughs> I guess. But that brings us to our final question, which is to say, is he final enough? Is he dying in battle enough? Is he the last Arsakid enough to be a Shahanshah? Or is he just a Shahanna? No, this wasn't interesting enough. No. And like, honestly, to be fair, we also were lacking sources. But even the sources that we did have, like, most of it was like, he reigned for three years. Yeah, like, even the sources three, that we have are talking about terribly. Artabanus, really. Because he is the one that has the yeah. big climactic battle with Ardashir. And that's yeah. why Artabanus is a Patreon potential episode. If you want to vote for hmm. him, go for right. it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that if he went out in a blaze of glory... Yes, if we knew about it, good. But he just sort of fades away and just slowly, you know, disappears. And then he just, yeah, he dies in battle, but mm. we don't get yeah. a scene or anything. So mm. I'm sorry, Volagasis. You are a Shahanna. You can go out into the desert and meet Volagasis V and most other Volagasis except Volagasis IV and tell them that you're really sorry, but it looks like the Empire's irrevocably broken and someone's taken it. Yep. Oh no. What can you do? Let's see what'll happen then. It'll be exciting. I'm excited to see what comes. Yeah. You should be. And that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've had a good time. We hope you've enjoyed the Arsaka dynasty so far. And we hope made you're it all the way. Assassinates. All the way through a dynasty. Like, look at you. Yeah. Great job. Good for you. And yeah, if you'd like to support us, there are a few ways to do that. First of all, you could join us on Patreon with our newest patron, Mitchell Dutt. So thank you very mm. much, Mitchell. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. And yeah, so if you join us on Patreon, you'll be able to vote for extra episodes. Do you want to hear how our Tabernus the Fourth story went? That's an option in a future series. You can vote to choose that. But otherwise, you will have a list of a bunch of episodes. Right now, we have just released the episode on Chandragupta Maurya in the Maurya Empire in India. It's very interesting. A lot of wild twists we didn't expect. Serial was especially shocked by certain parts. You know, mm. if you want to listen to that, please do. It's great. It was something. Alternatively, if you'd rather not support us monetarily, that's fine. But we'd appreciate if you could give us a review on your podcast app of choice so other people know that we exist and can recommend us to other people. Recommend us to your friends. That also helps. Try and bring them into this rabbit hole. And yeah, that's it. Next episode is going to be the Plumas interview, which is going to be excellent. I know it already. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you next time. And in the meantime, have a great week and goodbye. Bye.